Twitter Tuesday returns on the Lachlan Giants podcast. Your questions coming up next. You are Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. Patricia Trana here with you, and it is Twitter Tuesday. That's right. Twitter Tuesday finally returns. We kind of went away from it for a couple of weeks while we were going through the draft and mini camp and all that stuff, but we're going to get it back in here on the, on the calendar. Um, several of you sent in some questions. It's a small mailbag, but we're still going to answer them. But um, before we do, as always, thank you so much for making the Locked on Giants podcast your first listen of the day, or if you watch on YouTube, your first watch of the day. Really appreciate you. And uh, we're going to answer your questions coming up. And uh, just before I do, also, I just want to remind you that the um, we still have some unaired interviews with some of our Locked on College hosts that spoke about the various draft picks and undrafted free agents. So that is going to come up Wednesday, Thursday. Um, Then on Friday's show, I will probably do an OTA report. I haven't decided if I'm going to do it live or if I'm going to do it, um, you know, pre-recorded, but that is on tap for the rest of the week. Hope you will tune in. All right. Let us get right into your Twitter questions. And again, not a whole lot today, but we're going to get through all those that we do have. And we will start off with the actual Twitter questions, starting with um, TJ at Z-Force G-Men, who says, uh, in keeping with your culture observation, who are the top three players that have the highest upside with the culture Shane and gang have brought, who got buried by negative pressure, but will flourish now, excluding Daniel Jones. Okay. Um, I think what TJ is referring to is yesterday's show. I did a, a takeaways from the rookie mini camp and I spoke in general terms about the culture and how the giants are trying to change things around to build a more solid foundation. So I think that's what he's referring to. Uh, now, as far as the question being asked, TJ, I can't say for a fact that there's, there's three players, just three players who are going to benefit. I think all the players are going to benefit from the culture. All right. Um, it's, it's not like, you know, there were guys in here who, you know, I think struggled. Um, you know, do you want to make a case and say Canarius Tony? Yeah, maybe you can, I don't know, but you know, look at the end of the day, these guys all show up. They know they've got a job to do. Uh, they know they're a part of a team that they have to leave their, you know, concerns and whatnot at the door. So I, I gotta be honest with you. I don't, I don't know that there's three per se that are going to, you know, benefit, you know, really have the high upside to benefit. I think everybody is going to benefit and everybody should benefit because what Shane is doing and what Dable is doing very similar to what Joe judge tried to do last year. And that is, it doesn't matter how you came to the giants. If you were a first round draft pick, it doesn't matter if you are the quarterback or if you're, you know, the, the fourth string offensive tackle, you all have a role to play and you are expected to contribute to the cause. 
And that's the culture, you know, kind of an all for one, one for all type of deal. So don't know if that answers your question, TJ, but that's the best I can give you as far as, you know, the culture and what I've been able to observe. All right. Next question comes from independent outsider at Denton Dave, Denton underscore Dave, excuse me, who asks, what are the biggest achievable goals you want to see the O-line meet in the first four to five games? How will DJ and the offense adjust to improve with the O-line? All right. Um, Denton Dave, I think the biggest achievable goals I want to see include Obviously, keeping Daniel Jones upright. I don't want to see, you know, a whole lot of uh, pass rushes that end up knocking Daniel Jones onto his butt or forcing him to throw the ball quickly into a window that doesn't exist. I think that's going to be number one. I would like to see the offensive line open up some holes for the running game, obviously. But most importantly, with defenses trying to, you know, run twists and stunts and successfully doing so against the Giants offensive line in the past, I want to see them pick some of that up. All right. I am so tired of seeing defenders, uh, defenders um, get through on a twist or a stunt because the Giants offensive linemen just sit there and they're like, uh, you know, they, they don't know what's coming at them. They don't know what to do. I want to see them pick that stuff up. And most of all, I want to see them put guys on their butts. Tired of seeing guys getting walked back into the quarterback's lap or getting knocked down to the ground to create, you know, uh, what they call trash in the middle of the field for the running backs to have to hurdle over. I want to see the offensive line basically be bullies and not take, you know, snuff from um, their defensive counterparts. So that's what I want to see. All right. Now, as far as how will Daniel Jones and the offense adjust to improve with the offensive line? Bottom line is if they have more time to operate, you know, the passing game has more time to operate. Daniel Jones can drop back and sit in the pocket. That gives the receivers a chance to run the deeper routes, to finish their routes before they have to, you know, obviously release the ball and and, and catch the ball. So you want that timing to be built up. I don't know that that timing has necessarily been there for the Giants and the receivers. So that's, I think, what I would like to see from the Giants if, you know, the offensive line does improve. And again, there's optimism that all that will come into play. So um, we will see if it does. They have to stay healthy. I know they were optimistic about the offensive line last year, and uh, we all know what happened. So we'll see if, if um, you know, this year it's different. All right, Giant fans, still more to come on today's Locked on Giants podcast. But first, imagine dipping your finger into that plastic tub of birthday cake frosting and then opening your eyes and realizing that it was only 150 calories and had 16 grams of protein. That is what it is like to eat a birthday cake puff from Built. Now, folks, let me tell you, I had an opportunity to try some of those birthday cake puffs from Built, and they are out of this world. Absolutely delicious. And um, I have never had anything like this before. They're available right now at BuiltBar.com. And we can't promise that they'll be there tomorrow. So go and get them today. And you can make every day your birthday with Built's birthday cake puffs. Built has taken the delicious experience of biting into a fresh slice 
a birthday cake and has enrobed it in 100% white chocolate. And they even added sprinkles. This limited time flavor is an amazing option if you are looking for a healthy way to get flavor and variety into your day. All Built Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. And that means with Built, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. And they're made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and also provides more health benefits. So go to built.com today, get your birthday cake puffs or any of their wonderful flavors over at builtbar.com. Use our promo code LOCK15 to save 15% off your first order. Again, that's builtbar.com. All right, giant fans, we have more for you on today's Twitter Tuesday, but first, Catalyst Power partners with you or your trusted energy consultant to produce a power supply plan that fits your business and your market risk tolerance. They have a suite of options customizable to your business's needs, including options that bundle with or focus on renewable energy. Right now in New York, Catalyst Power is offering an on-site solar solution for your business that requires zero installation, maintenance, or material purchase costs. That's right, no capital expense costs for you. Plus, qualified businesses could be eligible for up to six months of at-cost energy supply from Catalyst Power. Go to catalystpower.com slash giants to learn more. Welcome back, Giant fans, to the Lachlan Giants podcast. Patricia Trainer here with you on this Twitter Tuesday. Small mailbag, but, you know, like I said, you get the questions in. I will do my best to answer them. And um, we have about uh, five more we'll do between this segment and next segment. These coming in via email. So let's uh, kick this, kick things off. There are two um, from Jeremy Davis, who writes, as a diehard Giant fan in Oklahoma, almost all my interactions with fans are afar. What is the feeling amongst Giant fans right now? How's the atmosphere in New York, New Jersey headed into camp? And then uh, I'll get the second question in just a bit. But Jeremy, I think there's optimism. You know, really after last year, there's nowhere to go but up. A lot of people, I think, are cautiously optimistic that the Giants are going to head in the right direction. But then again, you know, we're in the honeymoon stage. Right now, it's a sweet honeymoon. There's, you know, everything that you would want to see has has happened. You know, they got, they improved the roster. They got a pass rusher. They finally, you know, appeared to have fixed the offensive line. Everything's headed in the right direction. But we've got to see how it comes through camp. You know, are they going to be healthy? Are they going to be better? That we don't know, but so far there is optimism, there is excitement, and there is hope that things will be a lot better. Okay, as for your second question, um, I have loved Dable so far. What separates him from McAdoo, Shermer, and Judge? Um, all right, to be fair. You know, obviously, I got to know McAdoo, Shermer, and Judge a little, you know, because they were here each year about two years or so. McAdoo, four years, you know, including the two years or so that he was um, the offensive coordinator. Dable, I've only been around what um, I want to say three or four times. So, that being said, um, I think the biggest difference is that Dable is. I don't want to say 
I'm trying to figure out how to put this. What you see is what you get with Dable. All right. I think that's the best way to put it. He's laid back, but yet serious about having guys work. I don't sense that players are walking on eggshells. I don't sense that the players are knocking themselves out to, you know, to impress him that they're being themselves and coming in and just letting their natural abilities take over as opposed to pressing. So yeah, those are, that's probably um, the biggest things I think that separates him right now from McAdoo, Shermer and judge. Now, Jeremy, I would invite you to ask me a question again, once we get into training camp, because I still need to see more. I don't want to make the mistake that I made with judge, which is, you know, I kind of, figured, okay, things were definitely going to be different and they were going to be better. And only to find out the judge was so high strung that people were walking around on eggshells um, when they were around him. So ask me that question again, like I said, as we get into training camp and uh, I'll be able to give you a better, you know, feel for uh, how, how I think he's different. So, all right, Renato Parente from uh, Brazil, I believe. Um, has several questions. So let's see, let's go through some of these questions. First off, when rookies are signing, even though they are exact values for each draft pick and per year, is the discussion on the division of signing bonus and year contract, or are there other details to be considered? Renato, I'm not sure I understand what that question is. Is the discussion on the division of signing bonuses, the signing bonus is prorated over the life of the contract. So there's no discussion. I, I think that's what you're asking me, but if it's not, send me an email and, and clarify it for me and I'll pick it up in next week's mailbag. But no, the contracts are pretty much cut and dried. You sign for you know a four-year deal and you get a 4 million signing bonus. There's no discussion as to how you're going to prorate that. It's a million per year. So um so yeah, that's that should answer. I think that answers your question there. All right. Uh, now you asked uh, your next question um, <clears throat> on draft night. If you were alongside other journalists at the time, how was the reaction when Kayvon and Evan Neal were drafted, or when our division rivals picked their players? You know what, Renato? I I don't pay attention to that. I'm sorry. You know the pick is made. I usually get the pick early. I I'm I go right into writing my article that I need to write. I don't pay attention or survey the room. So I'm sorry, my friend, just not into that stuff. Um, all right. Next question, probably too early to tell, but how is the environment when you go to East Rutherford now compared to Joe judge and Pat Shermer's tenure? You're right. It is too early to tell. I'm optimistic. Like I've said on the show before, I think there's less walking around on eggshells, but right now they haven't played a game. So let's see you know, what happens when adversity hits, how they react and what kind of environment, you know, what kind of effect that has on the environment. All right. And then Renato's last question, by the moves done thus far in the off season, do you see any comfort with whom we have at center? Um, yeah, I'm fine with the center, to be honest with you. I mean, John Feliciano projects to be the starter. Shane Lemieux could play center if need be. I believe Ben Bredesen can play center. They've got guys. Now, do they have somebody for the long term? That remains to be seen. And oh, I, let's not forget Nick Gates. If he's healthy and he's able to come back, he can play center. 
So do they have somebody for the long term? That I don't know at this point, but um, I I don't know that I would say that they're thin at that position. Like I would say they're currently thin at safety or maybe even at, you know, at certain corner, you know, at, at cornerback where they have a lot of names, but, you know, the experience kind of leaves you wondering if they're going to be okay. So that's my take on that. Thanks as always for your questions, Renato. Um, all right, Giant fans, we've got more coming up. We've got about three more coming up. We'll get to those right after this. All right, Giant fans, we have more coming up on today's Twitter Tuesday edition of the Lock on Giants podcast. But first, there's only one place to find what you need quickly for your car or truck, and that's at rockauto.com. Rock Auto has over 20 years of offering competitive pricing on thousands of parts for every make, model, and manufacturer. Check out their website today, and don't forget to write down a Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know we sent you. Rock Auto amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car or truck will ever need. RockAuto.com. All right, Giant fans, welcome back to the Lachlan Giants podcast. It's a Twitter Tuesday. It is back on the schedule. Happy to have Twitter Tuesday back on the schedule. I missed it. I missed your questions. So please send them to me. We're going to keep doing the mailbag, um, you know, as long as we keep getting the questions. And as a reminder, before I get to these last three questions on uh, in the mailbox, all sent via email, we still have to hear about the ACC uh, prospects, the draft picks, as well as the undrafted free agents. Candace Cooper will fill us in on that. Um, Isaac Shad will tell us about the North Carolina prospects. Alex Frank is going to give us some insight, I believe, in, on the Cincinnati prospects. So we've got about three more of those interviews that I did that are that um, I'll be playing for you this week. Hope you will enjoy them and I hope you will uh, tune in. And um, let's get back to your Twitter Tuesday questions. All right. We've got about three more. Uh, Jordan Zamiti asks, um, let me see. I saw in a tweet you wrote when the media was at the football camp, Dable came over and gave you guys a wider viewing angle to see better. Can you tell us that story and speak to what it says about his personality? Sure, Jordan. Actually, that was kind of a highlight for us. So what happens is when we are on the field, we were on the backfield, field number three, which is the field closest to the parking lot. And um, the PR staff designates an area from yard line to yard line where we could stand, we being the media. And sometimes what happens is the drills go up and down the field Um we're blocked. We can't see because there are bodies in front of us. So Dable, who came up, I mean, he came over to talk to the media quite a bit, um, you know, while he was going in between groups. So he came over and we were standing behind a group of players and he said, guys, you're not going to be able to see anything. Why don't you move down some? So we're like, but PR told us we have to stand here. And he says, well, I'm telling you, you can move down if you want. So PR, you know, heard them, heard them say that. And they were like, okay, look, if the coach says it's okay, it's okay by us. And we were able to move down and see and get a, you know, a good viewpoint, if you will, of the drills. So I think that was pretty cool. You know, there are some coaches that, you know, let's face it, their job is not to appease the media. Their job is to win football games. And to your question about, you know, what it says about Dable's personality. 
to me, I think it says that he's trying to build a relationship with the media, a positive working relationship. Doesn't mean that he's trying to bribe anybody, if that's what you're thinking. I, I don't think he's trying to bribe people to where, you know, if, if the Giants look like garbage under his watch, we're going to go easy on him. I don't think that is the case at all. But I think it's just a collaborative effort. It's it's a It shows respect. And there have been some coaches, like I said, that just take this us versus you approach with the media. There were, there were a couple former coaches that this team had that took that approach. And it was just such a, it made for such a hard environment that just didn't have to be. And, um, you know, I, for one, appreciate that Dable is very, you know, friendly. You know, it's like, call me Dave's, you know, it's like, some people call him coach. Some people call him Brian. He's like, call me Dave's, you know, it's like, it's like, he's like a, an old friend, you know? So I, I just, I like it. I appreciate it. Um, and I appreciate him, you know, saying to the media, Hey, move down. If you want to get, you know, if you want a good vantage, vantage point. So like I said, a lot of coaches don't do that because they don't want the media to see what they're doing. Okay. Up next, we have a question from Andrew Graff. Um, what veterans could you see the Giants signing, especially in the secondary? Do you think they will wait closer to the end of camp to see who becomes available and hits the waiver wire? Also, any word on the IR and practice squad rules yet? All right, Andrew, I believe the IR and practice school uh, practice squad rules are going to be the same as they were the last two years. Regarding the veterans that they could sign, I think we're going to have to wait until guys, you know, become available because as I've noted before with the salary cap, there are going to be guys on this team that don't make the roster and that's going to free up some salary cap dollars that'll probably be used to sign a guy or two that they claim off waivers or, you know, that, that has his contract terminated and they want to bring in. So a little too early for that question, Andrew, but circle back with me, you know, um, when we get closer to that and maybe I'll, I'll have uh, a better, you know, feel as to who's losing out on battles and, and training camps around the NFL. All right. One more question. And this one is from Jay Berman who asks, um, the tight end room has gone from zero bodies to a full slate of names. I know it's too early to draw definitive conclusions, but based on what you already know about these guys, where do you think, who do you think is most likely to make the 53? Um, Jay, you're right. It is too early. And here's the other thing, Jay. Injuries are going to affect numbers. They always do. The plan might right now might be, oh, they're going to keep three tight ends. But if they have to keep an extra receiver because somebody's injured or an extra offensive lineman, guess what? They might not keep three. They might only keep two and they might put one on the practice squad. So it is kind of early. Now, that said, if you were to say to me, okay, who has the best chance? At a crack at cracking the 53, Ricky Seals-Jones, obviously, I think Jordan Aikens, and I think Daniel Bellinger. Those would be the three that I think have the best chance of cracking the 53. Will all three of them be on the roster? I don't know because we got to see how it plays off. It's just, it's just really, you know, some of you guys have asked me about roster projections and stuff starting lineup projections. It's too early to do that, folks. Trust me, I will do that for you as we get into training camp and I see what the situation is with injuries and stuff. But right now, 
on May 16th, as I record this, it's too early. So just be patient with me. We will get to that. You know, good things come to those who wait. So, all right, giant fans, thank you so much as always for the wonderful questions. Thank you for tuning in to the Lockdown Giants podcast, making us your first listen of the day, or if watching on YouTube, your first watch of the day. And if you are watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel, hit that like button and click that little bell for notifications every time we post something new. Coming at you again tomorrow with an all new episode of the Lockdown Giants podcast. Until then, have a great one.